You know what time it is. It's time for another Winner's Corner. That is right. Welcome back to another episode and another version of Winner's Corner. We're going to be talking about our most recent episode. It was the Dream Video Game Adaptations Draft with our good buddy Nick. And what are our results, Damon? Yes, this was a fun one. And the results are as follows. In third place with six votes, we have Kyle, who people just should have gave him way more votes for. (laughs) Alex Garland in a sci-fi directed movie with this kind of cast... It it would have gotten my vote, but I have to say, in second place, with 11 votes, and who did get my vote, Nick, with Burger (laughs) Sneak. Um, That movie's just mental. Like, (laughs) I I need to see that. And then in first, with 16, is your boy, myself. Um, I was not expecting to get this one, but apparently, I think I kind of cheated by using Paul Thomas Ayers. I was going to say, that was the one that clinched it. (laughs) Paul Thomas Ayers doesn't get the votes. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, dang it, I wanted people to like my cast, you know? But (laughs) it is what it is. I will take the W. Thank you, everyone. And enjoy the episode. To another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. This is not Damon's sultry voice. I apologize in advance. Um, Damon can't be with us because of internet problems. Really, he's training to be Batman. You know how he is. But we will still be chugging along with today's episode. And his picks will be represented by our lovely producer, Anna H. Anna, how are you? Pretty good. Got a lot of reading done this holiday weekend. So that's pretty exciting, and I'm looking at Damon's draft list, and you guys got some competition, let me tell you. You're going to have to come and swing it. I love it. We are also joined by our guest, Crystal. How are you? Hello. I am doing great. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Um, before we get into the draft, yeah, Anna, you mentioned you've been reading a lot. Any any favorites? Anything to recommend to the listeners at home? Ooh. Okay, I finished Six Crimson Cranes. Six what? Sorry. Sounded like you dropped off or you just stopped talking. (laughs) We we couldn't hear that, Anna. I'm sorry. I think you dropped out. No, that's okay. Um, I read uh, Six Crimson Cranes, which was phenomenal. Um, And then I read Lore, which was... And that one's really great, too. So those are my two picks of the week. Nice. Uh, Crystal, are you watching, reading, listening to anything to recommend to the listeners? Yeah. I mean, I've fondly been spending time in what I've called boy band land um, for the past week or so, where instead of consuming any, you know, actual movie or TV or book content, I just watch YouTube videos of boy bands um, and fall deeper and deeper into the boy band hole. So uh, this past week and a half, it's been getting into K-pop. Um, and yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now, because I'm going to I'm going to draft a K-pop song 
as part of my board. So I don't want to give anything else away yet. Ooh, okay. Trademark the boy band hole. Um, you heard it here on the podcast. <laughs> um, I don't think I yeah, agree I've with been... that trademark to be fair. <laughs> That's yeah. There's probably some sick out there who proudly <laughs> claims that title. Um, I, yeah, I've been, as usual, just chugging along on my MCU rewatch. We, uh, next week, we'll be doing our phase three FEs. So it's coming down to the wire. Um, otherwise, just loving all this new content. Um, Y'all will be hearing our thoughts on Kenobi very soon, but two episodes in, and I'm already obsessed. Ewan, Ewan, Ewan can do uh, no wrong. But um, yeah, we are not here to talk about shows or movies like we usually are. Today's a fun one. We're going to be doing a uh, a musical episode. So basically, we're going to be building our own uh, jukebox musicals. Um, if you're unfamiliar with the term, basically a, ju- a jukebox musical is comprised of, um, you know, not original songs. Think of like Moulin Rouge or another example that I can't think of. Um, a musical that is comprised of like, previously recorded released songs um we're gonna be making our own uh dropping six songs mamma mia yes great example thank you um yeah so we're gonna be dropping six songs that have already been released recorded not original songs we're not writing music here on the podcast sorry um and basically telling the story of the musical through that it's gonna be a lot of fun a lot of creative ideas um, I can't wait to hear Damon's. Like we said, Damon, his ideas will not be lost to the the Aether because Anna will be representing him in the draft. Um, yeah, so to decide our draft order, as always, uh, Anna, what is our list game today? Okay, Crystal, I'm going to have you pick a number, one through three. Two. Two, Okay. Movies with robots. Ooh. Yeah, this one's hard. I don't like this one. <laughs> All right, movies with robots. Okay, let's have Crystal go first, and then Anna, and then myself. Star Wars, A New Hope. I'm going to go Age of Ultron. Uh, let's go to Terminator. Nice. Wally. Uh, Finch. Ooh. Mm. Um, is that the Tom the Tom Hanks one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, District. Nope, not District Nine. That's an alien movie. J.K. <laughs> uh, Chappie. Same director. Chappie. <laughs> Honestly, that was the first thing I thought of, too, for some reason. I was like, immediately, I was like, okay, District <laughs> 9. Uh, <laughs> um, Tron. Uh, Stepford Wives counts, right? Yes. Okay. Good pull. Um, robots. <laughs> 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 Correct. <laughs> Um, Austin Powers. Uh, Bicentennial Man. Oh, good one. Ooh. Um, Rocky Four. Oh, spicy. Wow, I haven't gotten that far yet, and that is a tantalizing piece Ooh. of information. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't tell me anything Spoilers, else. they were robots the whole time. <laughs> um... 
AI. Is that what it's called with Haley Joel Osment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Big Hero Six. Ooh. Ooh. Love Baymax. Um, let's see. Are we counting Blade Runner? They're close enough to robots, right? I I, I think it counts. Yeah. Okay. I'm struggling. You know, this was a tough one. Mm. Oh, they made a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, didn't they? They did. It has a specific title, though. It's not called Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Uh, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's called Sock'em. <laughs> no, it is not the title. <laughs> <laughs> Right on and um, um, meet the Robinsons. Nice. Uh, real steel is what you're thinking of. No. Well, it, it's not an official Rock'em Sock'em movie, but everyone made that comparison. They have not oh, made okay. an official Rock'em Sock'em movie before. Damn. I thought they did Crystal. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the not alone. production thing. Yeah, maybe. Give you five, four, three. Wait, is that me? It is you. I'll start the count over. Oh, Treasure Planet. Sorry, I didn't know it was back to me. Treasure Planet. No worries. Yeah, I'm out already. Okay. Uh, I've only got like one more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pacific Rim. Oh, that's a good one. Um, shoot. Would Transformers count? I feel like it counts. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely robots. Um, the Iron Giant. Oh, that's a good one. Good one. Did we say iRobot yet? No. We did not. Good okay. call. Um, short circuit. Spaceballs. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it absolutely counts. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I think, yeah, that's it. I can't give any more. Yep, I'm, I'm out. That's, uh, I see the victory to you. <laughs> I feel like that's a tie. You know, say, what, well, you have to say one more to, to take the dub. Uh, shoot. Um, it's, your, it's your win either way, but. No, I, I got to come up with one because otherwise it's just going to feel cheap. <laughs> um. <laughs> Need to earn this. I respect it. I respect um. that. Oh, <laughs> is it? Um, did we say RoboCop? We did, we not. did not. RoboCop. Great call. We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
All right. All right. So Ann Owens list game. What is the draft order? All right. I'm gonna do Crystal, Kyle, and then I'm gonna be down for the turnaround for Damon. Ooh. Damon would want that. <laughs> I'm trying to give him justice since he's not here. <laughs> All right, Crystal, kick us off. Let's hear about that musical. All right. So um do we want to start with like our premise and our casting before we get into the songs? Yeah, you can do that. And we didn't mention that at the top. We're, we didn't make it a rule to be like we have to cast roles, but you know, I think once you start doing this, it naturally happens that you want to see that happen. So yeah, you can start with like the general story and uh, any roles that you cast. Okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning and I'm only going to introduce um, as people come up. Um, my kind of note on the actors before we start and the characters is there is an assumption being made that the actors would be perfectly capable of singing all of these songs. That is not likely true in reality, and that does not matter in the context of this podcast. Um, it's it's <laughs> not important. It's not about that. Relax. Um, okay, so with that, um, I will draw you a picture of uh, an early 1990s uh, somewhere undefined, just broadly in the South. Um, we meet Sophie, who is a baby gay, um, just starting to realize, you know, what's going on. She's in her early to mid 20s, maybe like 23 or 24. Um, and the whole vibe is just sort of summertime on the beach or on the boardwalk kind of vibes, like just just vibing, you know? Just vibing. Just vibing. On the beach. I love it. Um, do we have a, a casting choice for this role? We do. Uh, so this character is played by Zendaya. <laughs> Already enough Zendaya. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, there's not enough Zendaya. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, based on what I've heard so far, there's not going to be enough Zendaya. There will not be. <laughs> Let me tell you. She's only doing three of the six songs, and it's already, it's not enough. Um, so for my first song, on that note, um, to get kind of into that vibe of, you know, you're, it's the beach, it's the summer, um, you're maybe gay, I don't know. You're just, like, starting to figure that out, and you're like, I don't know. It gives me the vibe of, like, at a summer carnival, you know, at, like, dusk. And she looks across the like scape of the carnival. She looks across the landscape and she sees crap, I didn't think of a name. Um we're gonna say Bridget. She sees her across the carnival at dusk. Um and this is chapter one, so I do have six chapters. Uh, for the story. So this is chapter one, the meeting, um, and the song that plays overhead gently as she begins to sing is Silk Chiffon by Muna featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, Crystal just went for the jugular. I respect that. Yeah, I didn't even write any notes about the song because I feel like it's super self-explanatory. It's like the song just gives me all of the feelings of like a baby gay just like starting to like you know get those feels for the first time and like 
you see a girl from across the room and like you catch your eye and all of a sudden it's like, you know, those little like stomach feelings. And I think that just like, it sums it up. This is, uh, this is perfect. Um, it's a perfect way to start the movie. I love the way you're setting up, but it's in like chapters and I can actually picture what you're talking about, like the looking across the carnival thing and this song. Yeah. I mean, Zendaya would crush it. Obviously it's Zendaya. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a perfect song. It is a perfect like summer anthem. Um, it sets the tone really well. I, I love it. I mean, I can't, I, I contractually cannot say anything bad about it because it's Phoebe, but <laughs> taking the bias away, it's still a great pick. Um, and have you, have you heard Soap Chiffon? I have because you were ranting and raving about it. And it's honestly one of my favorite Phoebe songs. So the fact that Crystal just came in and she's like, nope, this is a song. This is what we're opening with. I'm like, yep, that is a very intense opening. I'm here for it. And <laughs> man, I feel like, this draft is going to get really rough <laughs> based on what <laughs> based on what we just opened with. Yeah. It's a, it's a very strong opening. I love it. So that's chapter one, the meeting. The meeting, yes. Meeting. I'm sorry. I'm just keeping notes. Um, okay. You should. It's a good story. Yeah, I, I feel that way already. Um, <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Uh, I guess I'll move on to my first pick. Um. Okay, so we talked a lot on this podcast about like our drinking game slash bingo card, right? Uh-oh, Kyle mentioned Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Take a shot. This entire musical is going to be one giant shot of Malort. Just give yourselves a heads up. Um, I don't care how on brand it is. I am self-aware. I get it. But it, it was an idea that I had as soon as we came, came up with this draft, and I was really excited about it. So... Uh, my movie musical is going to be called The Carmike. Um, for those who you know are unfamiliar, The Carmike is an old uh, chain of theaters. Um, it is also the name of my closing song. We'll get into its meaning to the actual musical in a second. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and cast my... F <laughs> Uh-oh, theater. Uh, I'm going to get into <laughs> my first casting choice. Um so this is an actor who I just rant and rave about to anyone I can. Um, he's a guy who I, I see him in something and immediately the, the movie slash TV show is elevated, no matter how small the role is. Um, it could be a single episode of a TV show. It could be, you know, Atlanta. It could be if Beale Street could talk with his very small role. I'm going to go with Brian Tyree Henry. Um, and he's going to be playing, playing the role of death. I, I warned you, take your shot now because I'm talking about death. Um, he, yeah. Uh, we're going to have death as the main character, basically in, a, in the style of like meet Joe black. Um, you know, the personification of death as a human being, uh, movie begins with him coming to earth. Um, you know, doing what he does, visiting a soul and taking one. Um, and our opening song is going to be, uh, another band that are people that I, I rant and rave about any chance I can get on this podcast. And that is, Visiting by Penny and Sparrow. Um, so Penny and Sparrow, if you're not familiar, um, kind of a Americana slash folk duo in the style of Simon and Garfunkel. Um, they released an album in like 2017, I want to say, called Wendigo. Um, that entire album was like a concept album that deals with like, you know, death and all its forms and kind of with like what it means and the, the concept of, de of death. And then they have three songs that kind of form a trilogy 
um, from the perspective of death. Uh, the first one's called visiting, and then we'll get to the other two in a second. But visiting is essentially uh, death's perspective as he visits uh, Earth and, and kind of people's perceptions of what he is and what he does and, you know, all the existential stuff that comes with that. Um, one of the lines that I love is like, uh, you know, a certainty is taxes in me. Uh, I will get paid. Don't hate my wage. Just, you know, all that kinds of good existential stuff. I want this movie, this hypothetical movie that will never be made because it's so far up its own ass. Um, I want it to be very much, you know, he's the main character and it's about him grappling with like his role in relation to humans and the perceptions that people have of him. Um, and I think the song is a really beautiful way to start that. Um, you can kind of already tell by the vibe of the, if you've heard visiting, this is not going to be a very high energy <laughs> musical, especially after Silk Chiffon. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I want, before I get to my next casting choice around, the, you know, the next pick, um, I want this to center around death. And Brian Tyree Henry has a beautiful singing voice. Um, he originated the role of the general on the Book of Mormon. He is in an episode of the show, Room 104, in which he sings, and he's just got a really, really beautiful voice, and we already know he's a fantastic dramatic actor, so I'd love to see him take on a role like this and, and kind of give some uh, quote-unquote humanity to uh, to death. So, yeah, we're starting uh, the car mic off with Visiting by Penny and Sparrow. I Your love thoughts. it. Um, Anna. <laughs> Sorry, Crystal, go ahead. No, go ahead, Anna. Well, I literally listened to this song about like an hour or two hours ago, and it gave me goosebumps. I, wow, what a what an opener, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that actually is perfect because like my number one word as a takeaway from this song would be haunting, um, and I think that I mean. I think that's going to be a theme across your movie, honestly. Um, but <laughs> what I love about the song is that there is there is like such a weight to it, to like the perceptions and to the job. And I think like the song does a really good job of like showing that weight and kind of um, like displaying that in a way that's really interesting, in my opinion. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, because I think it I think it's easy to um, if you're doing a story like this to present death as like a very one note type of character. And I think, yeah, what that song does and then in this hypothetical story, it immediately flips it on its head of like one of the lines is uh, something about I, I I don't choose. I just move or something like that, like I, I, how I move like he just does his job and he doesn't decide who he has to whose soul he has to come take. Um, so I want that to be the real like conflict at the center of the the story. Um, yeah, so that is my first pick for the car mic. Let's move on to Damon. I mean, Anna. <laughs> Anna, what you got for Dana. us for Damon's board? For Dana, Dana. yeah. <laughs> the, the joint entity. All right, so <laughs> the title of this musical is called I Love College. And no, he did not draft the song <laughs> I Love College by Asher Roth which I'm going to have to talk to him about. <laughs> um, so picture it. The year is 2009. Five young adults are headed off to Goldwood University. 
Here, their paths will cross in the most random but meaningful ways. Their freshman year will be the beginning of something new for them all, something they'll all experience together. The first character is named Liz, who he cast as Olivia Rodrigo, a dreamer who is destined to see everything that life has to offer. Um, do you want me to just list off all the characters? Because he listed them all in a row. Uh, I don't know. Crystal, do you have a preference? Uh, I don't know. If you listed Never. them all, just say them all, maybe. All right. Yeah. And the second person um, is Emma, cast for Haley Steinfeld, a charismatic former school president who has a lot of plans for her future and is who is secretly liked by Liz. Ray is a very friendly guy who loves to dance and loves music in general and is also Emma's boyfriend and is hoping to break it big. Aaron is a loner who's very introverted and hoping to break out of his shell and make more friends. Kim, the emo of the group, is a creative who is always drawing something and always looking on the dreary side of things. Okay, so I might be Kim Damon. Um, <laughs> thanks for being in the music. I'm just kidding. Um, so the first song is Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. And that's amazing. By Liz. Wow. Olivia Chills, baby. <laughs> um, so Liz is going to sing this at, at the beginning when she's getting ready to leave home for the first time. She's saying goodbye to her family, all of her friends, and viewing all the places she's leaving behind. And we're going to see where the other group members of the group are coming from and their journey and how they meet at college. So that's really the setup for this whole thing. And Kelly Clarkson is an amazing vocalist. And so is Olivia. So just seeing her do that cover, I would pay good money to see that. Like that would be phenomenal. Yep. Big same. Um, this is perfect too, because I like that it's, I mean, I, I'm assuming it's, it is a solo like from Olivia Rodrigo, but I love, I love the idea of it being sung as we're seeing all the different characters converge and like, you know, like I can hear it being played in my head as they're coming onto the scene. And that's why I love movie musicals too, is like they, songs like this, like a pop song like Break Away or, you know, uh, Silk Chiffon, like can be kind of dressed up in a movie musical kind of way. Um, so yeah, I love it already. I mean, I love it already going in style. I don't care who the other three cast members are. Like that's, that is <laughs> right there. All right. Um, and then the second song is going to be Pursuit of Happiness, specifically the Steve Aoki remix, which is the correct choice because that is the superior version um, by Kid Cudi, MGMT, and Ratatap. And basically this is when the five of them start becoming friends and then they wind up all coming to the same house party, something that most of them have never done before. So you get all the fun party shots, you get beer pong, you get keg stands, you get people smoking a blunt in random rooms the DJ in the corner, and they're all just vibing and having a great time. Yeah, I wasn't cool I in high school, so I don't know this song. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at the oh lyrics, and I'm like, yeah, that's why I don't know this song, because I wasn't cool in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You were in high school, and this song came out. Excuse me, I'm just going to scream. 2009 is the start of high school for me, so that's like, I know it's a college thing, but that's kind of where my head's at. You can't hear me, but yeah. I'm screaming into the void right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it like vaguely. I, I can't recall any lyrics, but I I know Damon's a huge fan of it, so this is a very Damon 
um, pick. But it's, it's in terms of like the vibe of the story, this is already like such a cool coming of age, uh, you know, thing. Like I, I love that it's this is now the party scene, and it's like I don't want to use the word cliche because that's a negative connotation, but it's like a very familiar story, and I like that because um, it's if it's done right again with stars like Olivia and Haley, you know, it's it's perfect. So. Uh, Crystal, what did you think of the first one of, of Breakaway? Yeah, like, I totally agree with what you said. And I mean, sorry, Anna, to do it again. But like the song for me is so like viscerally like sitting in the backseat of the car and looking out of the window while it plays while I'm like 13 years old and my parents are driving somewhere. Uh, which is like so not the song but that's like so entirely what it is to me um, but I still feel it so deeply and it's like 12 year old 13 year old me really vibed with it and you know like 27 year old me is like really vibing with it too it's a classic it is I love it um, alright did he have any other notes on those two songs or do you want to move on Nope, that was it. So on to the next one. All right. Um, so I have, yeah, Brian Tyler Henry is death. Um, I only cast two roles because I these were the two people that I really wanted to see, you know, sing these these six songs. Um, before we get to my next casting pick, though, we're going to go to a quick break. All right, welcome back from break. We are talking about our dream jukebox musicals. We just got... Uh, Damon's first two picks with Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson, along with uh, Pursuit of Happiness, the Steve Aoki remix. Um, sounds like a great college coming of age story. Um, so we're going to move on to my next pick. Um, so along with Brian Tyree Henry is death. Uh, my other role that I'm casting is Oliver being played by the love of my life, Andrew Garfield. Um, this man can do no wrong. Um, I think we've, you know, that's been established both on this podcast and really anywhere else you watch or listen <laughs> he's kind of like everyone's favorite human being right now deservedly so um we have seen uh you know his chops uh behind the mic with tick tick boom um and i want to see that explored a little more um i wanted to go with maybe some people who had a little more experience singing initially but kind of like what crystal said with her pick i think that their ability matters less I think what matters more here is the story choices and the, the song picks. Um, and I just would love to see him play alongside or opposite Brian. I think that they would have really, really great chemistry. Um, and so uh, my first song, which will be sung by Andrew, is going to be his introduction into the story. So we got our intro to death. He is doing his thing, you know, reaping it up. <laughs> um, and we're moving on to Oliver, who is escaping a just a rough relationship all around. I don't know the details. I don't know how much I want the movie to go into the details because sometimes that's a little much for me when I watch movies, but we just know it's a bad relationship and he is leaving um, and he is going to be coming across and meeting death during this scene. But before he does, he's going to be singing this ballad, uh, which is our introduction to him, both his voice and his performance. And that is going to be Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. Um probably my favorite Elton song. It's really hard to pick because it's Elton John and he's got so many good songs. But uh, yeah, if you've heard uh, 
uh, Sarah Bareilles did a an arrangement of this song that was just piano, um, and it really highlights like how heartbreaking this song is. I mean, we already knew that, but just you know, I mean, that happens. Like when a song is kind of stripped down and and very bare like that, it, there's a lot more focus on the lyrics. And so I would want this to be kind of a balance between the original recording from Elton and that there would be more inst- instrumentation, but more focus on the vulnerability of the lyrics like in Sarah's arrangement um and I would just want to see Andrew kind of bear his soul <laughs> like I want this to be our introduction to Oliver and why he would catch uh death's eye because I want like death is a you know this this eternal being who's been visiting earth for for millennia and never really felt a connection to humans other than the the conflict that he has in, in taking lives, but never any like pull to a relationship with a human being. And so I want him to see something in Oliver. And that's, that's kind of in this moment in this song, as he's leaving, they're coming across each other. And this is kind of their Andrew singing, but also them they're, they're meet, I would say meet cute, but they're <laughs> them meeting. Um, maybe not meet cute, but uh, yeah. I love the song. I love Andrew. Um, love Andrew, and I just I think he would rush it. I I, I think that I, I like Ticket Boom a lot, and I thought he was very good in it. Um, I want to see him kind of push himself a little more though when it comes to singing. Like I I think that he maybe the movie called for it, but I think he was pretty reserved in that when it came to the songs. And so I would love to see him really kind of challenge himself with stuff. Like, and Elton John is not an easy artist to sing, so. I think it'd be really cool. And I think that, again, him and Brian meeting would be a really, really great scene. I love that. Um, I also adore Elton John. So that's an easy stand for me. Um, I don't know the Sarah Bareilles version, but I love Sarah Bareilles. So I am looking forward to looking it up after this. But I love the idea. I think one of the things like one of the fundamental differences between me and you, Kyle, and I mean, this is very true in our movies, um, is just like the kind of happy, sad spectrum um, (laughs) where I am like very enthusiastically optimistic and happy and you are not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I love, um, I love a, a really upbeat song that the lyrics are like kind of sad. Um, Harry Styles' new album is really, really good at that. Like, as it was, is, Mm -hmm. like, a great example of that. Um, So, like, that's kind of my go-to. So I love kind of that flip side of it, of, like, taking one of those songs and stripping it down and making it kind of sound, like, matching the lyrics in in tone in a way. Mm. Yeah, Anna, what are your thoughts on, on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road? And Andrew? Well, first of all, love Andrew. Fantastic casting choice. Um, I think given the nature of the song, Andrew would really crush it here. Um, I've only heard the Sarah Bareilles version. I haven't heard the original Elton John version. I'm sorry. Don't kick me off the pod. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But I love the Sarah Bareilles version. It was fantastic. You're going to love the Elton John version. I'll probably, <laughs> I'm gonna like, I'll probably put myself on mute and, and listen to it to confirm. But um, no, seriously. Um, yeah, I think Andrew would knock it out of the park. Perfect casting choice. All right. Awesome. Um, cool. Let's move on back to Crystal for your next pick. All right. 
so no no new characters introduced yet. I mean, the characters are there, but I'm not going to introduce any of my casting choices yet. Um, so the next song for chapter two, chapter two is The High. Um, and it is that feeling of falling in love um, and kind of just like riding that high and riding that wave and enjoying, I don't know, what I think is like one of the best feelings ever. Um, so the song that I picked for this scene um, is Jackie Onassis by Sammy Ray and the Friends. Um, I don't think it's a super popular song, but I've been obsessed with it. And I know Kyle has heard it because I've shared it. Um, but this song like came into my Discover Weekly. And it was one of those things that like as soon as I heard it, I think I listened to it like four or five times in a row immediately because it was so good. Um, and I think it's just it's a really beautiful song, like tonally, like just like aesthetically, whatever the ear word is for aesthetic. Um, it's like, yeah, it's really beautiful. Um, but then the lyrics are all about kind of falling in love and that feeling that you are so bumbling and you don't know what you're doing and you're nervous and the person that you are falling for seems so cool and so pulled together and like they know exactly what they're doing and like you're the only one who's like feeling this way um and not that that's necessarily a bad thing but that kind of like when you're you know you're looking up to the person that you're interested in and it's like you've kind of put them on a pedestal and you're just enjoying that at the beginning of a relationship so um, some of the lyrics that I love are, um, one of them is of, I got my rose tinted glasses and they fit me just fine. Um, and kind of that acceptance of like, yeah, maybe I'm wearing rose colored glasses and I'm choosing to see just the good things, but I'm going to choose to do that and I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to, you know, live my life, um, and have that fun and that love and whatever. So that is chapter two, the high. I love it. Anna, what are your thoughts on chapter two? Wow, Crystal really came to win here. Um, I love this song. I especially love the part um, where they're talking about, um, oh my goodness, what are the lyrics? When she found me, I was in pieces. <laughs> the other lyric that I wrote down that I might say is, no one's ever been so kind to me and I thank you for that, which is the next lyric there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, 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 for some reason, like that whole section in that song really stuck out to me. And I think this is like a really great jukebox musical song. And it, it's a great song by in and of itself. But I think this is one of those songs that can really fold into a jukebox musical organically. And people would think it was made for it, right? Um, and especially with the whole vibe you've got going on, I think this was a fantastic pick. Yeah, I love it. Um, like Crystal said, uh, I, I am a fan of this song, thanks to her. Um, <laughs> this is, it's it's just so catchy too. And it, I, I mean, there's a million and one songs that describe this feeling, right? Of like that that falling in love stage slash like the the, the honeymoon phase, if, it, if you will. But I think this song is just the, where it wins is in the very, like the specificity of the lyrics. I think that is, personally, that's something that I always really enjoy about the music that I listen to is like, the more specific you can get about a sensation or a feeling, I think the more universal it is and the more relatable it is. Um, and this song is just like that. Like, it, it, I don't know, it just it paints a very, very vivid picture. And so, like Anna said, it translates really well to a jukebox musical because 
sometimes detrimentally, but musicals love to be very, very specific and very descriptive of what's going on and, you know, to a very like heightened degree. And so I, I this song translates really well to that. Um, I'm assuming this is still Zendaya singing this about yes. Bridget, right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Love that. Again, I can see it in my mind's eye. Like I can see them on this, you're at this carnival or like, you know, in, in the summer heat and just her singing this and yeah, that, that like, that love but also that anxiety of like god what did i just do this is so dumb and they're gonna think that was dumb and just i i think that zendaya would play that just so well and so charmingly and i mean she does already and and think and you know euphoria and the spider-man movies and like she just plays it very earnestly and i, I think that's why she's such a beloved actress um but yeah it's a great pairing with silk chiffon is this is very high energy so far and i'm a, a big fan of that so it's a great pick so I'm going to continue with the high energy. Um, I had a feeling <laughs> that yours would be sad. So I plan to balance it out a little bit. Plus, like I said, it's that's yin nice. and yang. It's okay. It balances. <laughs> <laughs> so chapter three, well, we're going to get to some drama because chapter three is the X. Don't, don't, don't. Um, so before I get into it, I will announce that the X played is played by Lil Nas X, it's only fitting. Um, and he only gets one song, but I respect it. So this is when I'm going to pull in uh, my K-pop. So my song is two minus one by 17. Um, and this song is like pretty unique for 17. Um, it is one of their few, I think like only three English language songs um, that's like fully in English. Um, and basically it's kind of like a punk pop breakup song like it doesn't sound like a lot of their other music which is i guess what you would consider like more typical k-pop like you know poppy like very upbeat pop music um but this has a totally different feel to it and it um yeah a pop punk boy band is like the best way i can describe it um and i'm absolutely obsessed with it and it's kind of misleading because it doesn't really sound like any of their other music, but it's very good. And I think everyone should listen to it. So um, the context of it in this musical is um, so now we've changed to the ex-boyfriend's perspective. And he is um, not a great guy, but but he has depth to him, you know, like there's reasons why he's, you know, going through some stuff. So he's upset and to the line of obsessed with Sophie um, and can't get over the end of their relationship. Um, and what I love about this song, and to make it very clear before I start talking about it, the song is not creepy or <laughs> obsessive in any way. But what I love about the lyrics is there is a very specific way you can read them that makes them um, very funny, in my opinion, um, and just very like, it's exactly how a breakup song should be. So um, just like some of the lyrics from the chorus are like, I can see you're doing really good without me, baby. Like, I'm doing great myself. I hope you know I am. Like, I'm not lonely. And then they say lonely like eight times in a row. Like, I'm not lonely. Like, I'm super fine. And I don't need you anymore. And I just think the like inclusion of I'm super fine. Like, it's just so not a thing <laughs> like people say that it's like such a good breakup thing, you know? Nothing screams um, that you're doing great. Yeah, saying, nothing I'm says. I'm super fine. Exactly. 
Exactly. Nothing says you're thriving by being like, I'm super fine. I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I kind of, I kind of love that. But then on the same token, like there is um, a line that I really like that I think highlights a really interesting size. I'm saying really a lot. I know, but it highlights a side of breakups that I don't think gets talked about that much in songs, but is something that like, I like, it's like, Oh, Oh, I totally get that. Like I've been through breakups and I totally understand that feeling. And that is like um, the lyric. We used to be so much alike. I can still see you and myself and the, like how, like trying to get over someone when you see so much of their personality and so much of their habits and their tastes and things reflected in yourself because you pick up things from your partner um, throughout a relationship and like trying to just deal with those feelings and being, you know, super, super fine about it. Um, So in the context of the movie, uh, Lil Nas X is, you know, super upset and basically following Sophie around, um, until he does stumble upon her and Bridget together. I, this is the second time on this podcast that Will Nas X has been cast in a, in a role in something. Both times have been musical too, because the first time was Thad having him do the soundtrack for a Ninja Turtles movie, but also playing a role. Um, and I love it. it. They're both inspired and I fucking love Will Nas X. Um, I, it's interesting the idea of him playing this kind of role because he's just such a like I just have so much love for him as a person <laughs> so like it would be it would be which I love I love seeing like people play against type so it would be interesting to see him play the obsessive X as like that other side of it um I don't obviously don't know this this song um Crystal's been telling me about her her newfound obsession with 17 um if I, only I just you've looked had it up an and saw opportunity to listen to this song before yeah, if only. I wish you told me about it. Um, uh, I see it's a bonus track on their album. Um, you know, I'm not going to make any generalizations, but I do typically like almost always love the bonus track on an album, like more than most of the tracks there. So that's promising. Um, but the way you're describing it, yeah, I think breakups, especially in a movie musical, breakups or like X related things should always be comedic. Like, unless it's like, you know, the last five years or something like, I, I you know, I just like, I think it's, it, it's played really well as a, as a comedic moment, as opposed to some, something super dramatic. And so, um, I think Lil Nas X could play that really well. I think playing off of Zendaya would be really fun. I'm really curious to see who, um, is playing Bridget to see him play off of her as well. Um, and so I, I, I love it. This is a great pick, even if I don't know the song off the top of my head. Um, Anna, what are your thoughts on chapter three, two minus one by 17? Well, first of all, you said pop punk and I was automatically sold because anyone who's ever met me knows that I am a whore for pop. Punk You're going to anyway. love it, Anna. You're going to love it. Um, I think I'm reading over the lyrics now and it look, I think I have heard this song and if it's the song I'm thinking of it, it's very good. Um, it has kind of like Mr. Brightside vibes to it almost. Um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, but yeah, I I'm reading the lyrics. It, it sounds like it fits the musical pretty well. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hear it at perfect top notch. I'll, I'll bow down to crystal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Any more thoughts before we move on? 
right, great. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, I'm gonna go with my third pick here. Um, never in 10 years would have thought if Crystal was on a podcast that that would be the first person drafting a Harry Styles song, but here we are. Um, so this is gonna be our first duet. Um, I kind of struggled with like, I, I like Crystal, I like the way you're going about it with chapters because I tried to do that initially and then I kind of stressed myself out doing it and kind of abandoned that um, because this would be my kind of like, falling in love duet with Brian, with uh, Death and Oliver. Um, but I kind of, yeah, I psyched myself out because I was like, I don't know what the two of them would sound good singing together. So I just couldn't think of anything. So this is a little later in the musical. Um, and once you hear what the song is, it's going to make a lot more sense. But this is basically, they have now been together for some time. Um, and as a, I'm not going to get into the specifics because I'm not a screenwriter, so I can't come up with a compelling idea. But uh, as a result of being with death, uh, Oliver is now also not aging like a human being. So he, the years have passed and he is now kind of still living his life as a human being, but is now, you know, Steve Rogers, basically, <laughs> and is just like kind of forever Andrew Garfield. And that's really the reason I did that, because I would never want to see Andrew Garfield age. Uh, I just want him to be what he is right now forever. Um, so the song is going to be Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. Um, really love this song. Um, I mean, there's not much more to be said because Harry Styles has gotten a lot of play on this podcast recently, but uh, I think a, a lot of his songs do translate well to movie musicals, but I think none more than Sign of the Times because it is such a big, uh, what's the word? I don't know. It's just very big and dramatic and could be very orchestral if done right. And I think that uh, duetted by Brian and Andrew could be really beautiful. And I think that, so in the context of the of the story, I'm not picturing a specific scene, but I'm more picturing of like they have lived now a long life together and have seen a lot and you know, uh, Oliver has witnessed a lot of what death has had to do and has questioned a lot of what his purpose is and um, have kind of come at a crossroads. And this is the song that's kind of come out of that. Like this, there's been a lot of tension rising and, and this is kind of the breaking point of that. Um, and again, it's it's just a very big song. Like I know it's a very simple word, but I can't think of anything to better describe it because it's just, it, it just hits. Like it's just such, it keeps, it just builds and builds and builds and builds and, I don't know, it just hits. And uh, I think that, you know, Brian and Andrew duetting it back, you know, it's not traditionally a duet, so I would love to hear kind of their take on that, but also just to hear them kind of sharing that passion and and knowing where the characters have been and, you know, the journey they've been on already. I would love to see them kind of uh, handle this back to back. I think it would be a really emotional scene. I... I'm obsessed with that. Remind me what the song is. I'm with you. Oh, Sign of the Times. Got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with that. What is this it? This is just my bad memory. It's not that I'm not listening. Um, no, well, I love it. Like, I... never heard that song before. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm thinking about them at the end with the, like, we've got to get away. And it's, like, literally giving me chills. Like, literally giving me chills. Like, that sounds so good. Anna, what are your thoughts on Sign of the Times? Yeah, I think this song as a duet would be fantastic. Um, 
I'm, I'm reading over some of the lyrics now and even just like the opening section was like, hope you're wearing your best clothes. You can't bribe your, the door on your way to the sky. You look pretty good down here, but you ain't really good. Like, I would love to hear that as a duet. I think it would be amazing. Yeah, a lot of those lyrics too, like it works as just a simple love ballad. But I think when you have it in the context of something like Supernatural like this, it does lend itself really well. Like the... Um, Oh God, Crystal's going to kill me, but I can't think of the specific lyric. Uh, final show, you know, hope you're wearing your best clothes. Like, I feel like that just works. Yes, welcome to the final show. Like, you know, in the context of a character literally being deaf, I just love that they're, what I would want, I'm trying not to be super vague in details here, because I know that's probably frustrating as a listener, um, but I just think that there would be a lot that would be implied and unsaid with them having now lived, like, years together seeing a lot to get a lot together and there's there's history there and him him saying that line in particular welcome to the final show like you wonder what what kind of life they've lived right and what when it comes to an end for oliver and stuff like that and so i yeah i think that this song would be very provocative in that sense all right let's uh let's move on to dana for your next pick <laughs> So the next pick for I Love College is Mr. Brightside by The Killers. Um, and that's going to be sung by Liz, played by Olivia Rodrigo, because she's got a crush on Emma, who is played by Haley Steinfeld. And Emma is actually in a relationship with Ray, who is not cast. Um, and I think that's a really interesting wrap up from the party scene, right? Um, especially at the end of the night, because when you uh really look at the lyrics right um it started with a kiss how did it end up like this um now i'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab and now they're going to bed my stomach is sick it's all in my head but she's touching his chest now um and i know those weren't like all the lyrics in that but i think in comparison to pursuit of happiness this at the end of the night song is phenomenal good job damon i'm so hyped he picked the song because it's one of my favorites yeah i love that i totally agree that like that side by side is really it's a really good contrast it's really interesting it is kind of like the ultimate hype song and so putting it in this context of like you know liz being in love with emma yeah i like that a lot um imagine it like yeah i mean down Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say that I think the lyrics slowed down would make it really hit home mm -hmm. if it were performed as a ballad. Yeah, especially in that context, right? Like there was another I think I saw a TikTok of uh, a girl singing Sugar We're Going Down, like really slowed down and it was just a uh, acoustic guitar and, it, you know, it just hits differently. And I feel like that there's a bit of like a real sense of like longing to both that song, which is canonically gay, obviously. Um, and then uh, this one as well like there is a real sense of like longing there that i think especially if it's olivia like geez i mean we know olivia is like fucking talented as hell so i think that yeah i love the idea of her, her them leaving the party and maybe her like seeing Haley go off with with ray and then her singing this song maybe slowed down or you know whatever damon's vision was but uh yeah i think it would make for a really really great scene it's a great pick So his next pick is actually The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. 
And this is the five characters all taking part, singing to their friend who has been having a really difficult year and just lost their mom. Um, I'm not particularly sure which character lost their mom. Um, I'm just going to throw it out there and say it was Aaron, the, the loner who's trying to make more friends. Um, and I, I really do love the middle. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's such like a great hype song. Like when you hear this particular Jimmy Eat World song, um, no matter how bad of a mood you're in, it definitely makes it a little bit better. Like it doesn't solve the problem, but it definitely perks up your mood and provides a little bit of serotonin. Right. Um, and when you really look at the lyrics, um, you know, you're, you know, you're doing better on your own. So don't buy in, live right now, just be yourself. Doesn't matter if it's good enough for someone else. Um, and I think Damon, when he drafted this particular song, really thought about the impact of how this song would be sung in comparison to the other cast members. Um, not yet. Phenomenal pick, Damon. I am, I am blown away by your list, my guy. <laughs> yeah, this is, he's doing a really good job of, uh, like, almost like recontextualizing these kind of big, like, hype songs, right? Um, with Mr. Brightside and then now the middle, like, yeah, the middle is just such a, like, happy and just hype song. It was one of the first songs I learned to play on the drums and it's just every time i hear it it is just you're right like it could immediately maybe not like put me in a different mood entirely but it immediately just like kind of takes me to a different place for a couple minutes and it's just the context of it being you know this group of friends rallying around aaron um i think is really sweet and i think that just the movie in general sounds like a very sweet coming of age story that's very centered on this group of friends and like their relationships there and maybe some drama with like uh, with Liz and Emma and Ray, but like, I don't know, just all of it sounds very wholesome and endearing, which I love. <laughs> yeah, Crystal, I what are your thoughts on the middle? Yeah, I agree. I totally love it. I love the concept of like these absolute bops. So like everyone knows these songs, but it's like really looking at the lyrics and like, what are they actually about? And I think it's a really interesting and a really good story that he's putting together so far. I love it. Do we do we have any? Um, did he? I know you said Ray was not cast. Do we have any other casting choices like for Aaron or Kim? We do not, but we could we could do a group mind and, and come up with it together. Um, <laughs> I I think Aaron should be played by Tom Holland, and I will explain why at the end. I know he's not a singer, but that's who I'm picking. Um, who do we want for Ray? The friendly. Kenny, yeah, you can sing on Broadway by Rihanna. Yeah, he's a West End. No, that, that was uh, yeah, a lip sync. I, I was joking. That was a lip sync. But he, <laughs> he did Billy Elliot. Like, yeah, Crystal's right. He did Billy Elliot on, on West End. Okay, well, I'm picking Tom Holland um, for that one. <laughs> uh, who do we want for Kim, the, the female email of the group? Um, <laughs> it's tough because I don't want to, you know. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to hear Damon in my head, like, no, wrong. Well, you know, uh, he can always come back and, like, provide us feedback later, you know? It's just <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, 
because I, I don't know anything about Kim yet either. I don't know like if she's if she had any songs sung by her or anything, but I don't know much about her character. The first thing I think of just because like because of the cast with Liv and Haley and now possibly Tom Holland would be I'm not trying to be difficult. Would be Zendaya, but because she's not available. Um, she's busy. She's a little busy. <laughs> all right, just a little busy. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Crystal, do you have any that come to mind? No. All right. Well, let it simmer. We'll, uh, we'll yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We'll let it simmer. But yeah, I and I'm I'm looking at the last two songs that he picked and it's it's phenomenal stuff i'm i'm really impressed with the thought that damon really put into this whole coming of age story i love it um all right so let's swing back to the next pick um so i've got let's see i've got visiting goodbye yellow big road and sign of the times uh this next one is my second and last duet with Brian and Andrew. Um, <laughs> it's funny that, so okay. this is a song that I initially mixed because I just was, I couldn't find room for it. I was trying to fit in other songs. Um, Damon, I, I, so I, for context to um, in our group chat for this podcast, I threw a lot of links to these songs in our group chat, not to cheat or anything, but because a lot of them, I just worried that, uh, you know, Crystal and Damon and Anna had not heard of before, and I wanted them to be able to have context for why I was picking them. Um, so this was Dane's favorite <laughs> after I had nixed it, and then I thought, you know, maybe this can have some room in the in the story. And this is not just like that's not the only reason. I think it also still just works with the, the theme of the, the the story. But I'm gonna go with um, "As the World Caves In" by Matt Maltese. Um, it was not initially gonna be a duet. It was just gonna be sung by Andrew. The more I listened to it and thought about it in the context of the story, I think it would be really intriguing. It's kind of along the same veins at the time, but this is getting to a point to where now death is being called to different places and to basically do his thing as as this immortal being, and he's being pulled away from from Oliver. And you know, they're starting to come to this point where like Oliver does not want to live forever. You know, he he lived a life and he got to see more than he would have had he not met death, but he's gotten to a point where he wants to live a normal life as a human being as well. And he's starting to miss his family. He's starting to miss the, the things that make you human, you know, the things that we kind of take for granted. And I think that uh, some distance kind of starts to happen between the two of them and they start to go their separate ways. Um, and in case I wasn't like kind of clear before, this is definitely going to be a very like, uh, I don't know the word, but like multi-generational kind of story in which it covers like a lot, a long span of time. <laughs> so this song is coming in at the tail end of the story. A lot of time has passed and Andrew is starting to actually age now that he has separated from death and, you know, maybe starting to regret that choice, but also being torn between his life with his family and his connections to other human beings, but also to this, to, to death, right? To the person he fell in love with initially. And so um if you haven't heard the song as the road caves in it came out uh i think in 2019 but got really famous on tiktok um and it's just a really beautiful song like it, it it's a very like lyric striking song um you know not to put too unsubtle a point on it but i think it got famous because of the pandemic 
frankly. And I think that it just a lot of people had very end times things on their minds. And this song is just very apocalyptic in, in that nature. And so I don't know. I just I think that it's very striking uh, in that way. And so I think the idea of of it being duetted by Andrew and Brian kind of in separate places, I can picture them like being in, in, in different places and kind of singing this back back and forth and uh, you know, like longing to be back in each other's lives. And and again, not just like Sound of the Times, not traditionally a duet, but one that I think lends itself really well to being a duet and being sung by, you know, two different people. And so I think that I would love to see um, Brian and Andrew just, yeah, just destroy us as the audience and and singing this together. <laughs> I think you're totally onto something. Um... Because, like, If the World Was Ending was really popular around that time, too, right? Mm, yeah. Um, which is really big. interesting. I never would have thought of that if you hadn't kind of put it in that context. But um, so I only heard of the song today when you sent it. So I have listened to it, but only once. Um, and I mean, I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but like haunting is just the word of your movie. Totally fair. Yeah, that's uh, that's the name of it. It's not the Carmack anymore. It's the haunting. Um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, I I wanted to go with that kind of vibe in the sense that uh, when you're having it, when you have a story that is from the perspective of death, there is going to be some naturally kind of like chilling and haunting things there. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's, this especially the first time I heard this song, I got like very clear images of like a movie, like like an ending of a of a end times kind of movie, or like a I don't know some kind of world ending movie, and and two main characters like singing this back and forth to each other, and it's you know it's just something about the lyrics just really hit there. Um, there's I think it's the second verse. It's like you, or maybe the first verse. You put your finest suit on. I paint my fingernails. Uh, we're going out in style, babe. Uh, everything's on sale or something like that and i just i don't know there's some real personality to it and the saddest thing too is that this song blew up and everyone lost their minds for it and wanted to know the story behind it matt maltese wrote this for his cat <laughs> like i think it was after he lost his cat like a month after he wrote this song which Aww. is really sad and kind of breaks my heart but it's just really sweet too and i think that he's an artist that i've really gotten into recently after this song and i think that he is just yeah he really excels in stuff like this and very striking lyrics so i think it would work really well um anna what are your thoughts on as the world keeps in well i thought it was like a, a beautiful choice and then you just hit me with the one too with like oh he wrote this about his dead cat first of all how dare you bring this up right now because now i'm gonna cry um lyrically a very beautiful choice right like i'm reading some of the lyrics now we creep up on extinction i pull your arms right in i weep and say good night love while my organs pack it in and here it is our final night alive and as the earth burns to the ground chills are you imagining this being played and sung as it was originally performed or are you going to change it up a little bit now this is one that i think is um i try not to be like a stickler too much like this with songs like I think any song can be reinterpreted I think there's no limit to that but I think this is one that the original recording by Matt the instrumentation is just fucking flawless um yeah so I, I would want it to be as close to the original as possible and it's another song kind of like Sound of the Times that just like builds and builds and hits during that chorus and so once it hits that point 
maybe the world isn't ending around them, you know, like with around death and around Oliver. And I, I would love to see them just kind of pouring their hearts out during this kind of cataclysmic ending kind of thing and, and seeing this to each other. That's beautiful, phenomenal, stunning. I have no notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, cool. Uh, let's move on to Anna for uh, Dana's next pick. No, oh. I don't think so. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. I'm skipping right over Crystal. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> You're saving I'm going to go twice life. just for that. Yeah, <laughs> just to spite you. <laughs> All right. So um, with Chapter 4, The Secret, um, it's time to introduce Bridget. Played by, are you ready? Drum roll, Kristen Stewart. Um, so chapter four is The Secret. So um, turns out Lil Nas X, whose character is, is not named at this time, um, yeah, was super upset and finds them together and basically reminding you again that our setting is the early 90s somewhere in the south um he uh he outs them and that leads to a whole bunch of problems for sophie of course uh till she's basically you know kept by her parents in her house even though she's like like i said in her kind of mid-20s um because they don't you know quote unquote agree with her quote-unquote lifestyle um so this song which is a duet between the two characters kind of from their own homes feeling really isolated from each other is um dancing with our hands tied by taylor swift uh the song is it, it's already gay like it, it's inherently very gay um but some of the lyrics are like i loved you in secret um, or I loved you in spite of deep fears that the world would divide us. Um, and there's something so inherently queer about them. And like, I mean, say what you want, even if they aren't, they're so identifiable and relatable to queer people um, that that counts for something anyway. So that is the secret of them being forced to be separated because of you know, crap and homophobia and the world um, and trying to deal with that and trying to, you know, still be in love with each other, but facing all of this other stuff at the same time. Yeah, sorry, I, I, my audio dropped out maybe towards the end of that, but um, Anna, what are your what are your thoughts on The Secret? Crystal's just crushing it. That's it. That, that's that's my only note. I mean, even just listening to you explain the lyrics and how it would really impact this musical as a whole, I think was a very intelligently done choice. Um, and I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked Kyle the last round. Are you going to keep it performance-wise pretty similar to how it was originally recorded? Or are you going to change things up a little bit for this? Um. I don't think it would be that different. Like I would take out the fast, um, like the dance beat to it, but I think maybe slow down a little bit, but like, I think pretty, pretty much the same, not too different. 
yeah okay yeah fantastic um it is uh you know i mean it's it's a it's a very relatable fear and anxiety and i yeah i, I just that's uh you're just really making me hate Lil Nas X. Like that's it's not what I expected going into this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I mean it's heartbreaking. I, I first of all love Kristen Stewart. Um, needed needed that. Like I was really excited about who was going to play Bridget, and that's the perfect choice. Um, and then yeah, this is just oh man, it's so sad. Um, but yeah, great song, really really great song. Um, I knew there'd be a, a Taylor song in there somewhere, but yeah just great great pick um i love it all right so from there we go into chapter five which is the plan um so here we have bridget's first you know solo song uh which will be run away with me by carly ray jepson um again another song that is straight on the surface but has lyrics like I'll be your sinner in secret that are just so, again, inherently gay. And if they aren't intended to be queer, they are so applicable to the queer community that it's ours now. Thank you very much. Um, so this one would for sure be super slowed down. Um, it's not as fun and exciting of a song as, as the original is, but it's more of, um, a plea, uh, like a desperate plea of like, we got to get out of here. Like this isn't life. This isn't what we want. We like, there's got to be something better. Let's run away. Love that. Uh, Anna, what do you think of Run Away With Me by Kylie Rae Jepsen? I listen, people say, whatever they want about Carly Rae. She is a fantastic singer and she's a pretty good songwriter. I think this was a very intelligent choice to make. Um, yeah. Now I'm going to go listen to Carly Rae when we get off this pod. Like I'm, I'm very hyped right now. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I like Carly a lot too. I actually don't know if I've heard this one. Um, so now I'm, yeah, I'm excited to listen to a new song, but I, uh, I like the idea of, you know, continuing the trend of a of a song being kind of changed up or slowed down, and the maybe the like the theme of it being modified a bit, right? Like it turning into a bit of a plea, especially in the context of the story. Um, I love K. Stu getting her her solo. Um, that's exciting to me. Um, yeah. So I, I've never heard the song, so I, I can't you know obviously say a lot about how I feel about it. But I, the idea of the where where it fits in the story, especially it being the plan, is just really yeah. I, I love that. Um, I have a suspicion about what chapter six is going to be, like what song chapter six is going to be. But obviously, I'll hold on to that prediction until we come back to you. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, it's more wishful thinking, but uh, yeah, it, this is a really cool pick, and I can't wait to hear it for the first time. All you. right, uh, sweet. So let's see, go back to my notes. Okay, um, all right, so we've gone through visiting. Uh, we meet Death, kind of his role in the story, him questioning his purpose as this harbinger. Um, we move on to uh, Oliver, played by Andrew Garfield, escaping a really shitty situation, a relationship, meeting Death and falling in love. 
um, Sign of the Times and As the World Caves In kind of pair together as these duets that are representing where they're at after they've fallen in love and, and you know, kind of started to understand each other and where they're at and maybe drifted apart a little bit. Um, and so uh, this second to last one is going to be my... Um, so my first song was Visiting by Penny and Sparrow. Um, like I said, it's it's one of three songs that serve as like this trilogy of songs that are from Death's perspective. Um, I just, I recommend Wendigo as an album in general because it's a really phenomenal album, but these those three songs are in particular, I think are really, really compelling and kind of make you think twice about like just the, the concept of death, you know, and just the idea. I, I think it's really fascinating to think of death as a, you know, the personification and and like this, this being who actually feels and thinks things um and so this one is uh, part three i left out part two because it's not my favorite and i think you know it just is a little redundant but i'm gonna go with moniker which is uh, part three of that trilogy by penny and sparrow um obviously it's gonna be sung, sung by brian um and it's maybe my favorite penny and sparrow song i think that it just so succinctly and completely sums up that the theme that they try to get at in that album about death and about the perception of what death is um the song starts with him saying like liar i've gone by that moniker i've been uh i've been i think it's like shame i've been justice i've been going home you know like he's been he's been called all of these different things throughout the years right i'm the monster under your bed that kind of thing um so the way i picture this in the in the story is uh at this point, again, Andrew has already left, uh, excuse me, Oliver has already left uh, death and is back in kind of the mortal world, aging and, and living a normal human life. Um, the world is kind of coming to an end and they've kind of like sung as the world caves in as this longing to be with each other again, but they're still kind of separated. Um, Some more years have passed and and we've not really, we've, the story has kind of left Andrew for a while and gone with death as he's continued, kind of gone back to his life as it was before Andrew. Um, one night he is heading to uh, a house to do his job. Turns out it is Oliver's mother and he is, uh, that her time has come. Um, Oliver is sitting at her bed with her and he turns around and sees who comes through the door and just immediately is like, no, 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 I know what you're doing here, no. Um, and obviously death is distraught when he sees who it is. Uh, he has to take, you know, his mother, um, they leave. Obviously, Andrew is just screaming at him and, and trying, begging him to come back and for her to come back. Uh, they leave. Um, and this is kind of the breaking point for death, questioning why he does what he does, why it's fair that he does what he does or, you know, what, who chooses, who gets to go. Um, and he sings this song is like, you know, what is, what am I? What What is my purpose and why do I have to do this thing? And he sings this song of, you know, people have thought these things about me, but I don't want to be this harbinger. I don't want to, I don't want to choose these things. Um, so this is him kind of questioning all that. And this is also Brian's final song in the story. Uh, this is death kind of rebelling against uh, kind of the law of his role and, and choosing not to do this anymore. And he, as he's singing this song, you can see him kind of leaving and walking away and eventually just fading away because he's decided, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be death anymore. It's left ambiguous about what happens to him. Does he become a mortal being? Does he become a, you know, a human being? Does he just cease to be entirely? We don't know. We're, we're left kind of to ponder that. But the point of it is that he is now kind of 
seen a different path with uh, meeting and falling in love with Oliver and just the, the, the kind of the antiquated nature of like, you know, death doesn't have to go that way all the time. And, 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 you know, him questioning why it has to be like that. Um, and I think moniker is just a really beautiful way to express all of that existentialism <laughs> without sounding like I do right now, like without being so far up its own ass. I think it's a beautiful way to dress it up a little bit. Um, and yeah, I just think that it, it perfectly sums up kind of the theme of the movie and, and the personification of death and questioning like why he does what he does. And I, I think as Brian's last song, I think it would be really beautiful, uh, you know, in my hypothetical fantasy world where this movie comes out this is brand's kind of oscar winning song like him singing this and, and then winning the oscar for best actor um but yeah i, I think it's you know obviously my, my last song will be coming after this but as a way to close out brian's story i think there's no better way than with uh with moniker anna what do you think i have no notes that flawless stunning i i'm rooting over the lyrics now and i think just the way that i'm assuming you want this musical to to wrap up it makes a lot of sense um you know some of the lyrics are before long i'm a wraith hammer some will be afraid some will invite me over long before i call them but still i go i'm still gonna go never the kind to be late um and it's one of those things where death comes when death's supposed to be there right? And the personification of what you're trying to portray death as. Stunning! Yeah, I agree. I don't really have much to add. Um, I think it's really great. I like that it's somewhat ambiguous. I like that it actually, it fits really well with mine in terms of like the there's something better, there has to be something better. Um, yeah, I really like that. All right, uh, let's move on to Dana for those last two picks. What you got for us? All right, so this fifth song, I, I do have a casting from Damon. Um, Kim is going to be played by Billie Eilish. Ooh. And, yeah, right. Um, and then did we pick Caleb McLaughlin? As Ray? As or as Ray. Aaron? as Ray. Okay. Love that as well. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So this next song, Damon is definitely tugging at my heartstrings at this one because the black parade is one of my top five favorite albums. If it's not my favorite album of all time. So he picked, I don't love you by my chemical romance. And it's a song you think about this particular song right um it, it starts off well when you go don't think i'll ever make you try to stay and maybe when you get back i'll be off to find another way and uh after all this time that you still owe you're still the good for nothing i don't know so take your gloves and get out better get out while you still can right so automatically setting it up for a fight i love it and it, it it's honestly the perfect breakup song at least for me because i have clearly a very specific demographic that i hit um yeah super excited that he picked this one and yeah, did you say this, this is between ray and uh 
I'm sorry, Emma? Ray and Emma? Yeah, so Haley Steinfeld and Caleb will be singing this one. Gotcha, Although, okay. I kind of want to hear Billy sing it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Maybe on the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal, what were you going to say? Oh, I love it. I, I don't know the song, actually. I'm not familiar with it, so I can't wait to go <gasps> listen to it. But I just looked at the lyrics, and yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, this is this is like I haven't listened to it in like a really long time, um, or just the album in general. But it this is a great pick. Um, I love that we're getting. You know, I don't want to say I love a breakup, but like I love we're getting the breakup between uh, <laughs> Ray and Emma, so that Emma and Liz can be together. Hopefully, I hope that's where he's going with this. But you know, either way, I think uh, my chemical romance is. You know, they they've made some really really iconic stuff, and so. Um, if you asked me like what I thought he was going to draft from MCR, obviously I would have guessed, uh, you know, uh, Welcome to the Black Parade. But I love that he's going with something else and with I Don't Love You. It's a, it's a very sad breakup song, but it works really well in the context of, of this story. So it's a great pick. Yeah, let me tell you, when I was like scrolling through his list of songs and I saw his lineup, I was like, I am vibing with this so hard. I was like, I want this musical to be created. Um, and I'm a huge My Chemical Romance fan, like huge. Um, so yeah, we can move on to the last pick Damon has if we're ready. Um, and we Let's will come back after a quick break. Hold on to your butts because we've got a brand new series coming to Planet Fantasy. That's it. Nostalgia Trip. Let me break down what this series is going to be all about. So... Damon, our lovely producer Anna H., and myself came up with an idea for a new series in which one of us brings a movie to the table from our past, from our nostalgia-laden childhood that we have not seen in five years or longer, and at least one of us has not seen. Basically, we, you'll be getting our thoughts going into the movie, both from the person who has already seen it, their memories of it, maybe their favorite character, what they think will change, and some predictions from the person who's never seen it, the newbie. Uh, and then you'll be hearing the next segment, which is going to be the bulk of the episode after we've watched the episode, uh, the movie. You'll be hearing the person who's never seen it, their initial thoughts on their first time watch. And of course, you'll be hearing the other person's thoughts, uh, having revisited this movie after a long time, how their opinion has changed. Do they like it more? Do they hate it now? What has changed about it? We're really excited about this. We think it's going to be a really fun way to kind of revisit some favorite movies from our childhood um, and just some, some nostalgic picks. And so, as always, if you have ideas for these movies, if you'd love to be a guest and bring a movie to, for us to watch, you can always hit us up and let us know. But in the, in the meantime, our first episode for this series is going to be launching the, the first week of July. It's going to be dropping on July 3rd, and the movie is going to be The Fifth Element. Damon and I have not seen this film in over five years, and our lovely producer, Anna H., has never seen The Fifth Element. It's going to be lots of fun. I'm excited to revisit what was one of my favorite sci-fi movies growing up, but again, it's been a long time, so maybe that'll change. Who knows? Maybe I'll hate Bruce Willis after that. Impossible. I could never hate you, Bruce. But be excited. July 3rd, our first episode of Nostalgia Trip. Welcome back from break. We are in the final round. We are back to 
Anna slash Damon for the final pick in the college coming of age. I love college. I love the pivot that that song is just not making an appearance. I love it. <laughs> um, we just got I Don't Love You from My Chemical Romance, and we are rounding it out with one final pick. What you got for us? So the final song, and now you will understand why I picked Tom Holland, is Umbrella by Rihanna. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically the premise of this song, wrapping it up at the end, um, is between all the breakups and the parties and everything in between. Everyone made it through freshman year. And they're leaving their favorite hat. Ha- hangout and this most Louisiana thing I've ever read in my life a cafe that makes just the best beignets <laughs> specifically that is what he wrote so I'm reading it <laughs> um it begins to rain and they have a dance party in the street together singing the song to each other and celebrating new, their new family and in my imagination which may not be Damon part of the brain cell I share with Damon it's going to end with a Tom Holland death drop and that's the end of the show did you say a death drop yeah in the um it's a specific dance move so if you watch like a drag so- death drop yeah oh okay no clue what that is so I was a little worried for a second <laughs> <laughs> um if you watch the Tom Tom Holland lip sync video he does one at the end. Amazing. Um, yeah, this is this is like the perfect way to round this out because it gets like with I don't love you, you get kind of your moment of of drama, right? Like with the breakup, and then you kind of move past it, and then it's like, all right, we're good. We can move on. Umbrella is like this perfect way to round out just this great, like sweet, wholesome coming of age story with this group of friends. And uh, yeah, they're out dancing in the rain in New Orleans. I love that. Uh, it rains like six days a week. So, um, I mean, Tom Holland just basically recreating his lip sync is, is incredible. Uh, that's, yeah, great way to round out the movie. I hope Damon agrees with my of. casting of Tom Holland. If not, we're probably going to be fighting <laughs> offline about it. It'll be great. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're going to break up. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Crystal, what do you, what do you think of uh, Umbrella? I mean, what else is there to say? It's perfect. It's going to, it's great. Like, I really have nothing to add. <laughs> um, I did. No, no, it's Damon. I did just get a last minute text that he wanted Dylan Minnette as Aaron, which would also be a very solid choice. I'm not upset okay. about that. Mm-hmm. You can but tell him it's already casted. <laughs> yeah, too late. Sorry, Damon. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we know Dylan can sing at least, like with the, what are they, the Wallows. Is that the name of his band? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, that's great. I, he always is very good about like the, the detail with these characters. So I love that. That was a great aspect of this. But yeah, that's a great. Can you round it? Can you recap uh, all six of those songs for us? Yes. So the songs are um, Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. Um, Pursuit of Happiness, specifically the Steve Aoki remix by Kid Cudi, MGMT, and Ratatab. Mr. Brightside by The Killers. The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. I Don't Love You by My Chemical Romance. And Umbrella by Rihanna. Amazing. Perfect. 
Yeah. Perfect lineup. I Go have off, no Damon. notes. <laughs> I have no notes. <laughs> Damon, I love it. I hope we did you proud. And if not, you can come on at the end of this episode and rant for 30 minutes. You get mm-hmm. you get to you you're allowed. Um all right. Uh move on to my last pick. Um just a quick recap. We have um, Brian Tyree Henry is death. Andrew Garfield is playing Oliver. Um, Visiting by Penny and Sparrow. We've got Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. We've got Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. Um, As the World Caves In by Matt Maltese. And Moniker by Penny and Sparrow. And now to round it out at the end of this very, very sad story, um, we have our final song by Andrew Garfield in the revolver. One more Penny and Sparrow song. It is the closing song on their album, When Go. It's not part of that trilogy, but it continues kind of that that thought and concept of what F is. Um, And this is now an Andrew Garfield who, yeah, just lost his mother. Um, uh, You know, you wonder what happened between him and death. More years have passed and he is no older. Um, And we're going, we're going to call back to the the name of the movie and the kind of the, the, the theme of it all, the Carmike. He, uh, that's the song by Henny and Sparrow, our final pick. And he, uh, is at a car mic. Uh, the end of this uh, story is him meeting up with some friends that he kind of drifted apart from at the beginning of the story when he fell in love. Um, and he's kind of reconnecting as a, as a much older man and recounting a lot of his stories about what he experienced in this whirlwind, whirlwind relationship with, with death and um, singing this song as a closer of, of kind of a meditation on what death is and what this story was about. And the song is, God, it's just really beautiful. Um, it's a very quiet kind of understated song. Um, you know, the, the song starts off about like if how it goes is a grand and final goodbye at a picture show. Um, and that's kind of where the theme of the Carmike comes into play, right? Uh, it talks about like being with your friends with a, with a glass of, you know, whatever he says in the song at a Carmike, like just, just be surrounded by people you love. And and that's kind of all that matters. And now that Andrew has that context of having met death, like he just, he has the, I think he, this is now an older man at the end of his life with the context of what death might be. And it's not what we all kind of perceive it to be. And he's kind of learned some things over the years. And I think that this is the perfect way to, to end this story. Like death is the the main character, but I think that, in the same way, like maybe a Sherlock Holmes story, Sherlock is the main character, but our avatar and the audience really is Watson. So death is the main character, but the audience is Andrew Garfield. And so I think that him closing the song out or the, the, the story out with this song and this meditation on what death is, is how I would want to end the story. I think that's really beautiful. I really like that. And I like that it kind of bookends that you start with death and you end with Oliver. Um, I really like that. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Anna, what are your thoughts on the car mic? So what do we have to do to get this musical made? Like who <laughs> who do we have to pay? <laughs> All three of these, honestly. Like I, I think it's a perfect wrap-up song. I don't think a better song for this particular musical for your vision exists. And I think the concept of creating, like, personifying an entity like death or or, or a, a deadly sin or something like that is really beautiful because it, they, are, they do kind of have their own personalities, right? Um, and then when you're looking at the the actual lyrics of the song um 
and I'm reading it right now, we all want to find that life, like kissing, at least for a while, fills up with missing, but I don't know everything. Um, and then later in the song, it goes, I hope that death, like love and Jesus, will steal our breath. If they come, I believe it, but I don't know everything. Um, and I think that's fantastic. Are you imagining it being performed the same way, or are you you twisting it a little bit? What's happening here? Yeah, another one. I'm kind of boring, but I I would love to be just very 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 close to the original. Um, this is their kind of their album closer, and it, it's just an acoustic guitar. It it ends with uh, it's interesting. They have like these like ambient train track sounds kind of in the background as they're ending the song, which I think kind of speaks to their theme of like being taken away and and what death is and. Um, yeah, as you were talking about the lyrics, that's what I love about it too, is that the, the end of the song is basically him saying, I don't know. And I, I find that really beautiful. I think that's very profound in saying that we have our conceptions about what death is or even what comes after death and all of that. But at the end of the day, we, we don't, we don't know. And that's okay. There's a beauty to that. Um, I think that helps us to be more present in the now, like in, in life now. And so, um, yeah, the song ends with, uh, but I don't know everything, what to do. We are nonplussed on the subject of what's true. Um, and he says, I turn a corner where I can say I'm unafraid or unashamed of being wrong again. Um, I don't know. There's no shame in it. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm lost. And that's just, I feel like that is, especially I'm picturing Andrew just sitting there in the car mic, like singing that knowing like he would be the person who would know like a little bit more. He would have more information, but still being like, no, there's a lot of mystery to it. I don't know how the universe works. I don't know how life after death works and being okay with that. He's, he's come to an acceptance of that. He's no longer afraid of it. And he's now met death and he's kind of understood it. So I feel like that's, I would keep it very much to that very stripped down, like just guitar and him kind of closing it out. It's one of those, like, the more you know, the less you know kind of things. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. All right, that closes out the, the car mic. Let's move on to the final pick of the draft to close out. Uh, close out. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> There's no name. You didn't give a name. That's okay. They that's why I was like, name. I know... I was trying to remember, and I was like, there can't be a name because I just can't think of it. Um, no, I also didn't six. name it. Yeah, um, so I don't it. have one. Uh, uh, I'll have to think of one before Damon makes the boards. But like for for recording, <laughs> I've got nothing. Sorry. Right, right. <laughs> so we'll just call yeah, it you want to recap your board? Untitled. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, so far we had chapter one, the meeting, which was Silk Chiffon by Muna featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, chapter two, the high, Jackie Onassis by Sammy Ray and the Friends. Chapter three, the X, two minus one by Seventeen. Chapter four, The Secret, Dancing With Our Hands Tied by Taylor Swift. Chapter five, The Plan, Run Away With Me, Carly Rae Jepsen. And that leads us to chapter six, The Escape. Kyle, what was your song prediction? All right, so I had a prediction for one, uh, especially leading out of The Plan, Run Away With Me. I think this is obviously, yeah, you said The Escape. So this is them now going away and being together. My prediction is Let's Get Married by Bleachers. Oh my God, that's incredible. My final song is Let's Get Married by the Bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> oh, this would be a duet as well, but primarily led by Bridget, which is Christian Stewart's character. Um, yeah, I see it as completely being the follow up to Run Away With Me. Um, and the way I view this, 
is it's it's a gay Thelma and Louise, but with a happy ending. Um, so they're like, let's run away to this, you know, crazy place where we can be together and no one will judge us. So they move to Canada and they get married. <laughs> where in Canada? I want to know. Anywhere. <laughs> the point Anywhere. is that it's like we're gonna go somewhere far away where things are better and then they go to Canada. Amazing. I'm Amazing. gonna say Vancouver. They they went to Vancouver. Mm, they can't adult. afford Vancouver. <laughs> you just said anywhere. Okay. Yeah, well be realistic, Anna. <laughs> I don't be realistic. know. Realistic. It's a realistic Canada. movie musicals. <laughs> <laughs> they live in like, I don't know, they live in Brampton. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a perfect way to end this. Not even, not just because I feel vindicated about being right, but um, I can't. Believe let's get you. married. It, it's such an infectious song, and it's so. So the first time I heard this song was actually not um, the original. It wasn't the Bleachers. I first heard uh, Mitski's cover of this song. Really big fan of Mitski. Love that cover. It's obviously like we've been talking about a very different take on it. Like it's very. Uh, stripped down and and like very quiet instrumentation and just just Mitski singing. I saw someone on YouTube say this is the perfect way to sum it up. The Bleachers version is for, or sorry, the Mitski version is for the ceremony, like the wedding ceremony. The ble- the Bleachers one is for the reception. Like those are the different vibes they get, right? Uh, the Mitski one is like very, very emotional and kind of introspective, and then the Bleachers one is just so happy. Like it's just such a fucking infectious, happy uh, version of it. So that ending this song and kind of like literally running away together, and yeah, it's just you know. We've, we've, I think this is a hypocrite having the way I just ended my story, but we, we have enough, uh, days like not ending happily together stories. So, like, I'm glad that we have this, uh, just unabashedly happy ending. And that was like that, exactly right? my reasoning. Like, I noticed yeah. halfway through, I was like, hmm, this is very similar to Thelma and Louise. And I did like play with that idea of like a, maybe an ambiguous ending where you don't know how it ends, but I was like, you know what? No, the gays deserve happiness. They're getting married. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have enough of those. We deserve an explicitly happy and you know marriage what? ending. That's it. Like there is the climax, there is a conflict, but mostly it's a happy love story because the world needs more happy gay love stories. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it's a perfect way to end it. Uh, Anna, what are your thoughts on I'm just getting married closing out this untitled masterpiece? This is one of my favorite songs by the Bleachers. So happy you picked it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the wrap-up's kind of, I know it's not exactly like Mamma Mia, but that's how the wrap-up feels to me with this particular song. Um, yeah, I, fantastic, phenomenal. What do we Again, after what I said to Kyle, what do we have to do to get this one made? What do we have to do? I perfect song, Crystal. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Thank you. Not that I, I love it. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, that rounds out three phenomenal movie musicals. Um, I love it. I mean, the, the, you know, the I love college is so much in Damon's voice, and I think you did him very proud. Um, just I love his casting choices. I love. Just the happy-go-lucky feel of those songs. Um, yeah, it's just very, like, just a coming-of-age comedy story that I would love to watch. Um, and then 
yeah, Crystal, your your untitled uh, gay love story is just fan- kind of the same thing. Like very happy and very there's like you said, there's conflict in there, but it's resolved and we get to move on and like we get a happy ending, which is the most important part. Um, and I think that yeah, it, it, it's just they're I all very different. Right, I think it's called Silk Chiffon for the record. Yes, perfect name. Perfect. <laughs> love it. Um, I love it. It's like when they say the name of the book and or the movie. In yeah, the and it's the intro movie. song, and it's like the whole thing is just you know being gay and in love, and that's what Silk Chiffon's about. <laughs> Maybe there's like a Silk Chiffon scarf or something in there. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. They're all so different, and I love that. I love how we all kind of brought our own kind of flavor into this. Um, Crystal, did you have any other? Because I know when I was going into this, I had a very specific idea for what I wanted with the story, but I was throwing on some alternate picks for songs and stuff. Did you have any other like alternate picks you were thinking of? I really didn't. Like, I pulled this together and I was like, wow, this is a masterpiece. And then I didn't touch it, I made no edits because it's perfect. <laughs> No notes. Cut the check. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't argue with that. That's fair. I'm um, my own best critic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anna, I mean, obviously, you know, you can't speak for, for Damon of what his, maybe his alternate picks were. Going into this, did you have any preconceived ideas of what we might be talking about with some some picks? I did not, but Damon and I have pretty similar tastes in music, so I was hoping that it, like literally I read the the premise for I Love College and I just went oh great like I know that song by Asher Roth I was like that's gonna be in here somewhere and it wasn't <laughs> um no in all seriousness I think uh Damon did a phenomenal job in his lineup uh definitely at least for me summed up my college personal college experience um so yeah, I, I really have no notes on what Damon did and his casting, which he and I were talking about on the side, um, was also very well done. So top notch. Good job, Damon. Kudos. I would pay good money to see this musical. <laughs> Same. All of them. Um, all three of them. Um, yeah, I like I said, I was pretty dead set on like the story with the car mic, but I... Like I, I was kind of fixated on like a, a beginning love duet between the two of them. I just couldn't find room for it. You know, I typically go with the sad stuff. So like I knew I was going to throw in, throw in Sign of the Times. And um, as the world caves in, uh, an alternate I was thinking of was Best Part by Daniel Caesar and her. Um, love that song. Love that. It almost showed up on our 2010 Stewards of Sound. I love it so much. Um I also considered um, Grow As We Go by Ben Platt for a duet between the two of them. Kind of gets at the same idea, though, and I think that uh, with Sign of the Times, that was kind of my replacement for it. Um, like I said, I was very attached to this idea of a story. The only alternate I thought of, though, and I think that just th- this would be a fun like pitch for someone if they're listening. Hey, Hollywood. Um, <laughs> I think a really easy way and an organic way to do a jukebox box musical I thought of like two people at a music festival and like they're a couple or whatever. They have some inciting incident, some fight, one person leaves. And then the rest of the story is the person trying to find them and like going throughout the music festival and hearing different performances. And like, that's the soundtrack. Oh God, that's so good. <laughs> Cause I think that would be fun, right? Like you would have a very good mix of 
different types of bands depending on what the festival is but also you could hear the actors takes on those performances and like you know i i think it would work into the theme of the, the story really well I, I couldn't think of like what songs i would do that's why i didn't really entertain the idea that long but i think that that is an easy way to make a, a jukebox musical um yeah but uh this was fun um i love the way these these three turned out crystal thank you so much for joining us we had a blast with you absolutely thanks for having me uh anna you just crushed it i mean thank you for stepping in last minute and, and taking over for damon i'm sure he appreciated it we certainly appreciate it as well oh it was super fun although i am <laughs> okay i agree <laughs> We didn't get any of that, Anna. Oh, I just said I was disappointed. I didn't figure out what the H stood for today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, we uh, we had a lot of fun with this one, guys. So if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Let us know what songs you would have loved to see show up. Um, you know, different casting choices. As always, you can hit us up with any thoughts, any episode ideas. We're we would love to hear those um yeah but we've got a we've got a fun month ahead of us next week we're coming back with the the fps for the mcu phase three we joined by good pals um ryan and morgan um damon will be, be back for that i promise if, if he's not back he will kill me because i'll probably pick things that he doesn't want represented um <laughs> and then wait week three we'll be uh hitting you with a fun kind of creative draft basically we're going to be drafting our dream road trip buddies. Um, you know, every road trip has different kind of roles and we're going to be building those with fictional characters. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then we are going to be uh, hitting you with some fun kind of like takeover episodes that we kind of don't want to say too much about because we want to keep it a surprise. Um, just know that you won't hear Damon in my voice for one week and I'm okay with that. Personally, I'm an advocate for that. So uh, be excited. And then our final episode of June is, of course, going to be the Effies for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, it's weird to think that the show will already be over by then. I don't want that. But we'll be joined by our good friend, Ashley, Obi-Wan Kenobi expert. Um, yeah, just a fun month of episodes. But until then, we'll catch you all next week. This is what we do. Hello there. And... Welcome back to the same episode of Planet Fantasy. You're not done yet. We're not done yet. Uh, you just heard um, three fantastic jukebox musicals from Crystal, Damon, slash Anna, and myself. But now that Damon has returned from his trials with the internet, he's a full-fledged Jedi now. He's learned all the secrets there is to being a, an internet Jedi. Um, he's going to break down some of his picks. We can get some of the, the reasoning behind the uh, the movie I Love College. So break it down for us, man. Yes. Um, I essentially wanted... I drafted what I drafted in, in this whole story because I wanted to kind of have a similar vibe to what you've seen in the movie, such as Dazed and Confused and Everybody Wants Some, while also turning it into more of a musical but essentially, you're just following these these people. And in this story, you're following these five kids who are freshmen just starting out at this college. And we see their lives and how they change once they meet each other and uh, experience just becoming adults together and what it means, you know, just 
everything is new and different and strange and scary maybe. And I wanted to show just that experience in a movie and really cover it with, with songs from, well, from my childhood and, and my collegehood really, because I, I said it pretty much in the time of when I was going to college. So very uh, inspirational that was, but I, I went with, with five really fun songs, I mean, six songs that really just kind of encompassed that time and, you know, kind of flowed with the story as well as it could have, you know, um, where, where did you want me to start Kyle? Did you want me to tell, uh, talk about the people? Yeah. Let's just break down those casting or cast members or characters and then your, your six songs. Yeah. So we have our star. We have Liz played by Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, she is simply a dreamer. She is just has huge dreams of of experiencing everything there is to experience in life. Um, you know, she's had a, a fairly conservative, stifled uh, childhood and everything. You know, and so this is her chance to just break out and break away, which really is why we start with that first song, by the way. But uh, we also have Emma, played by Haley Steinfeld, who is a very charismatic former school president. So she is your intelligent just your your leader so to say who gets everyone going and just is always doing something um and she's also liked by liz so that that really plays a, a important part in this movie uh you, we have ray played by caleb mclaughlin our guy from stranger things he's just your friendly super lovable and energetic guy who's really into music and he just wants to kind of do something with that he, he wants to to really envision his dreams and make them real. Uh, he is also, of course, Emma's boyfriend. And that becomes a very big ordeal with the love triangle, of course. Gotta love those. Then we have Aaron, our loner boy, who is awkward, introverted, and shy. But he's in college now, and he's hoping to really break out of his shell, meet new friends, and just figure out who he is in life. And that, of course, is played by Dylan Minnette, um, and then our last uh, member, played by Billie Eilish, is Kim, our emo of the group. Uh, very creative, always has has a pen or pencil in her hand drawing something, and she's always there to just give, give really fun and insightful quips to the crew. And it's Billie, so she's going to lay down a really great song. Um, so that those are the five main cast for this this whole shebang. And uh, yeah, let's get to the songs, yeah? So we start off with Breakaway by Kelly Clarkson. And I, I picked this song just because it really, I feel like, encompasses people wanting to leave home and, tr and really setting their own path. And I love Kelly Clarkson. We've talked about her before. And this is, I think, a really underrated song from her. And I can just see it playing as... We, we open with Liz, you know, saying goodbye to her family, packing all of her stuff, driving away and, and just seeing all the places where she's known her whole life, the church, the school, you know, the playgrounds. And just and as we, we you know follow her, we, we then see everyone else in their own paths, leaving home. And it's just a really good segue into the movie and in meeting these people, getting a really small glimpse of who they are before they all meet each other. Um, then we're going to have a little fun. Uh, as they all meet and start, you know, 
kind of vibing, uh, we pretty early on in the movie get a fun party scene because you have to have a party scene in a college movie or else it's not a college movie. And this one is going to be based around the Pursuit of Happiness Steve Aoki mix by our guy Kid Cudi, Ratatat, and uh, who is it else? Yes, MGMT. I always forget that they're in, they, they helped him with that song. It always blows my mind. But we're essentially just seeing them let loose. We're seeing them really see what college is all about and and just just really just diving in there. And I, I think that song would be a really fun way to do that. I mean, we've, we've seen it already in several party scenes and movies, but having them sing along with it while they're playing the beer pong, you see a couple blunt circles going on in random rooms, uh, DJ in the corner just, just you know, hitting the music. Um, and this is kind of when they really really become even closer they're, they're just like they really seem to like each other and want to spend more time to each with each other um and so you know we get that we, we get them doing more things through the movie and then the next song that we will talk about will be mr brightside this is when we realize that liz has a crush on emma and she's the one singing mr brightside as she you know, gives some some nice secret looks over at Emma as her and Ray are together enjoying t- their time together. And it's just, yeah, it's just that wishing you were with someone, but there was someone else kind of vibe. And we have, we've all been there. And it's Mr. Brightside. So it, it it's going to have a really fun, energetic side to it, while also being just, you're going to really feel for Liz in this moment. Um, and I really wanted the killers. Uh, they, they were a huge part of my childhood, so had to fit that in there somehow. Um, next up is The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. The gang is essentially singing this to their friend, Kim, who is really going through it right now. Um, she's been, you know, hasn't been sinking to the, the lifestyle as much as everyone else. She's struggling a little bit, and her mother has just passed. And so we are just seeing the group console her and trying to just be there for her in the moment and do whatever they can. You know, it's this is just a ride. It's just the middle of it, and she's going to be okay at the end. Love Jimmy Eat World. Um, what's next? But we had to have a classic emo punk rock song in here. I went with MCR, I Don't Love You. That's right, we're getting a breakup song in this one, y'all. Emma and Ray, eventually just something goes down. They, they've been arguing for a while now. This is the tipping point, and it's just, it's over. And as they're breaking up, they're singing the song to each other. And then we see the aftermath of, of just how it wrecks them and what they're, you know, what they mean to each other, but they just can't be together anymore. Um, I think that would just be a really heartbreaking and, and beautiful song to throw that in there. And then the last one, but definitely not the least, the closing song, the one that we see the credits roll to. The group having survived freshman year, it's it's the last year they just got through with finals and they go to relax and celebrate at their favorite diner, their hangout spot. I'm sorry, not diner, cafe. Uh, they make the best beignets, by the way. And, you know, they're about to leave, you know, and, and go and, and start packing and everything. 
when it starts raining, just straight downpour. And instead of waiting, they just decide to have themselves a little dance party in the rain, all while singing along to Umbrella by our girl Rihanna. And it's fun, it's silly, it's goofy, but they are they don't care because they're they're they want to celebrate that they found a new family. And they just they're so happy in this moment and they'll always be there for each other. You know, so I feel like that's a really great cap to this movie and this this experience of these these friends who have really become a family. And that's that's why, you know, you gotta love college. I uh yeah. So as we were going through the actual drafts and Anna was kind of reading out these picks, the one thing that I kept thinking of was how this would, if this were like an actual movie musical, it would be such a universal thing. Like the ones that Crystal and I drafted, I love both of them. I love all three of these, but I think there's very specific vibes and very specific um, types of musicals or whatever. And it depicts a very specific feeling. And I think this one is just so like, it is that perfect universal coming of age story I could picture it being released in the summer and just everyone seeing it and being like, oh, my God, Haley Steinfeld has a new movie out. Oh, my God, Olivia. Billie Eilish is in a movie. Like, I think people would freak out at her being in a movie, right? (laughs) Um, And then also we talked about this a lot during the episode, but I love the way you kind of like recontextualized some of these songs. So like Breakaway is, you know. I don't know fully the context or the story behind why Kelly wrote that, but putting it in the context of someone who's going off to college and like starting this new chapter in her life, really cool, great way to start it. And obviously we know Liv would just crush that song. Um, Oh my God, she'd be so good. My favorite pick of yours of the entire board was Mr. Brightside. Yes. Yes. Such an inspired choice. Like one, I love that you're going with a very personal like this. These were the songs of your your college kind of time, but also like again recontextualizing because it's such a fucking hype song, and like we just consider it like a banger. Like oh, I get so happy and hype when I hear it, but it is a kind of a sad song too. And like especially hearing it from the perspective of someone who wants someone else, like that kind of yearning. Damn, dude, like that completely <laughs> recontextualizes it. Right. And of course, these are these are probably going to be rearranged, you know, in some way. I'm not a music major. I I don't create music, so I have no idea how they would go about that. But, you know, we, we've seen it in multiple movies before. I feel like Mr. Brightside would probably be that big build up and everything. And then maybe have like a the ending be a little bit more more soft and maybe even just to like a piano uh, or something like that. Right. But. I'm really glad you 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 like that because I wasn't I was thinking I was contemplating on whether I wanted Mr. Brightside. There there was a couple other songs you you know you could go with for that kind of vibe. The whole you love someone, you want someone, but they're with somebody else. But I was like, no, I can't. I I, I need this song because everyone knows it, and then to see it in there and in a different way and have context with it, I, I think would just be really fun. Um, I like that you. I I just wanted. My favorite jukebox movies are the ones that are just all over the place. And I love that you and Crystal really went with, with songs that, you know, are really a very certain kind of vibe. I, I love y'all's playlist. I'm really excited to listen to this episode that I was not on. Sorry, I had to go Jedi Train. But I, I you know, I just wanted it all over the place because I, I'm all over the place. And, you know, I, I wanted to kind of have a certain mood for the different songs and the different people who are in the cast and their characters. And uh, I was definitely heavily inspired kind of just by, by like Moulin Rouge and across the universe, just in, in the way they kind of 
utilize the, their songs. So I'm glad yeah. you liked it. Um, any favorite character? I was going to say, um, I think watching this, my favorite character would probably be either Kim or Liz. Um, not just because I love Billy and Olivia, but just those characters I think would really be awesome. But just obviously because of the timing of right now, when uh, when Anna told us that you were casting Caleb as Ray, I was like, yes, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not caught up on season four of Stranger Things, but going into a season four, having watched the first three seasons, Lucas is probably my favorite character, if not like maybe second favorite. Um, and we've you and I have said on this podcast that he needs to be in more things like we one of us. I think you cast him as yeah, static shock. Yep. So like, <laughs> yeah, this guy needs to be in everything. And I love that he's playing that kind of role. Um yeah, I love it. Like, and I also love this is the little thing I, I mentioned this to Crystal during the, one of the breaks, uh, and I guess this is a little bit of a spoiler for you because you haven't heard the actual episode yet. But I love that all three of us went gay with like the story of our <laughs> movie musicals. All three of them have a gay love story in it, and that's awesome. That, that makes me really happy. Um, so yeah, it, I, I just I love all six of these songs. Um, I don't love you was a blast from the past like when anna said you were picking that i was like god have i even heard that song and of course i have because i've listened to that entire album but it's been i mean probably five or ten years since i heard it i thought about doing a whole mcr musical and maybe <laughs> i in a future episode yes because like their songs are are so dramatic and emotional mm. and in this one i feel like it's going to be so heartbreaking when you see it, because I, I definitely want to build up Ray and Emma. You like them, you know, you really do enjoy them seeing them together. And then, of course, but you, once you realize that Liz likes Emma, you're going to be like, oh, well, now I want that. But do I? But no, I don't want them to break up. It just right. becomes messy and you really feel for all of them. Mm. And so, yeah, yeah, I love it. I love I love college <laughs> made by Dil uh, Damon Anglin. I, I, I love these picks, love the casting choices. We kind of talked about this at the end of the podcast, so we can quickly go over this if you want. Did you have any like alternate either story ideas or like song choices that you had that you were really close on picking? Mm, not really. I mean, it, once I came up with the idea for the story, the songs just kind of fell into place. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted a party song. I wanted a breakup song. I needed a song for them leaving to go to college. I needed the closing song. And then the only song that, I, that just kind of came out of nowhere is I, I wanted something that really brought them together and just kind of cut through the bullshit. And that was that was Kim going through her mom's uh, death. And and so that one, that was the only song option for that one to me. Um, I did have another idea instead of Mr. Brightside, like I said earlier. I did not write it down. <laughs> <laughs> though um i cannot remember what that was but like i said there are several songs in like the early late 2000s where it has that sort of vibe right but no for the most part these these are the ones man i love it it was always going to be this awesome coming of age college story and that's yeah that's super fun we said it a bunch anna said it especially on the episode what can we do to make sure we see these because all three of these would be so fucking fun to see in the theaters um but yeah that is I love college from Damon. We wanted to make sure y'all heard the the thoughts behind the genius behind those picks before we got out of here. But Damon, anything else to say to the lovely folks at home? No, I am just sad I I missed the ep the whole episode. I wish I could have heard y'all's picks in real time and talked about them. I will send y'all my thoughts as I'm listening to the episode <laughs> and everyone at home. Uh, I really hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Uh, just just keep on listening. All right, catch y'all later.